anyway, uh, let's get into this week's episode. But first, we're going to talk about our uh, great partnership we have with Nerdin... Not Nerdinian. We are uh, Nerdinian. We are Nerdinian with Newsly. We have a partnership with Newsly. And it is your one-stop shop for all things uh, news and podcast related. And you have the news read to you in a nice, calm voice. You don't have enough time to read the actual news. You can have it read to you with this app. It's called Newsly. And you can download it at newsly.me or you can go to the iOS or Android app store and just type in Newsly and go from there. Now, you can start up a free service with Newsly just by having the uh, app on your phone. Or you can have a more tailored experience, unlimited skip, shit like that, with starting up the premium service of Newsly. And whenever you set up that account, you simply type in our uh, co- promo code, which is just Nerdinian with the I's and O's replaced with zeros. So it's N-E-R-D. Ones and zeros. What did I say? Zeros. Yeah, ones and zeros. Uh, and it, the promo code is simply N-E-R-D, the number one, the letter N, the number 10, and the letter N once more. That's it. Um, and you can have this one-stop shop for all your podcasts and news-related articles. And you can have, like I said, the news read to you. You can have uh, any from any site read to you. Uh, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, fucking Entertainment Tonight. Any fucking news site will have it read to you in a nice, calm, even voice. It's not like Siri or Alexa. Um, but you can also have it... Uh, you can also, like I said, have it for your one-stop shop for podcasts as well, which it has podcasts from over 40 different countries, including ours as well. So, like I said, just type in our promo code whenever you're prompted, and it's just simply N-E-R-D, the number one, the letter N, the number 10, and the letter N once more. Just type all that in in the, the promo code area whenever you set up the account. Uh, and if any of that is fucking confusing, whatsoever. Just, check the show notes. Just check the show description. All of it will be right there. I'll link for Newsly. All of it. Um, anyway. Airplane. I'm Greg Vance. And I'm Ryan Downing. And we are Nerdinian. And each week we go scene by scene, beat by beat, and talk about a nerd franchise or movie. Uh, and this week and for the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about, I think, in the next six weeks. I think there's only like six movies. Dun, 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 dun. We're talking about the Terminator franchise. Dun, 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 dun. It was the beginning of... Schwarzenegger's career, the beginning of Cameron's career. Um, it wasn't the beginning of Schwarzenegger's career. Like, it, yeah, he had a few things before, but I'm talking about like him I'm, being the mega movie star. I'm pretty sure that Conan was before Terminator, wasn't it? Was it? You might be right. Uh, I always thought it came around uh, around the same time. Like Terminator was released, and then Conan like a month or two later. When was uh, Terminator released? Eighty four. Okay, Conan was also released in eighty four. Okay, so, so they right were around the same simultaneous. time. Um, and yeah, James Cameron, I think, directed uh, Piranha 2 before he directed this movie. Yeah. Um, so they, they had careers started, but this is what made them like mega stars. Right. Uh, with James Cameron and him being an incredible director. That's why he came back for the, the second one, when he wrote the second one. And Arnold Schwarzenegger being the titular character um, for the Terminator franchise. And I do know that um, this is still pre-him. Like, this is... Him as a fairly fresh immigrant. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he did, like, Hercules very, in New York before this. Um, he v- spoke very, very little English. Yeah, yeah. Which is why he has a total of 14 lines in this movie. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure there, how many. There yeah, are there aren't many. 14 lines. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are just, like, repeated back. Like, what somebody says to him, he says He back. then immediately says um, real quick before we get to the movie, do you know who was supposed to be playing Terminator originally? Like before Cameron met with Schwarzenegger? Uh, 
I knew at one point, but I can't recall. O.J. Simpson. Huh. And they didn't go with O.J. Simpson because they thought he was too nice of a guy. They didn't think he would be believable as a maniac looking to murder a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That, didn't, that didn't really change the best. No, it did not. Um, anyway. Uh, so... Let's get into our opinions about the movie before we start, because this is a very 80s movie. There are a lot of, like, dated uh, effects. that we, Like, rear projection is a lot in this movie, uh, and you can definitely tell in high oh, def. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, your opinion about the movie? I mean, I still love it. Yes. Because it's, it's fucking Terminator. Yes. Um, but there's... So, we'll go way back to the beginning of this podcast, when I was talking about uh, The Strain, and, like... Irritating things that happen, like yeah. characters belie- not believing certain things yeah. and stuff. Like this movie is fucking full of it. Like every time, fucking Sarah Connor, he's like, he's like, this is a robot. It doesn't matter if you shoot it; it'll get back up. And then he shoots it in the chest, and it gets back up. She's like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. It's like he fucking told you it was gonna happen. <laughs> like. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. I, I. The one thing I really enjoy is that it's a deleted scene, but there's a scene where Lieutenant Traxler, the the black uh, detective, yeah. is um, after the whole uh, police station has been assaulted. He's like near death, and he gives them the keys to his vehicle, uh, Kyle and Sarah, and he actually believes. Kyle, what he was been saying this entire time, like, and like his last dying breath, he's like, doesn't say this verbatim, but he's like, I believe you now. Here, take my keys and shit like that. Yeah, get get her out of here. I really fucking enjoy it. I wish they would have kept that in the movie. Um, it's, it's just one of those things, like, as I mean, granted, if somebody walked up to me and was like, I'm from the future, there's a robot here to kill you, I'd be like, the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Her? Okay, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if I watched him unload a shotgun and he still into, gets up. into somebody at very close range, yeah. and then that person sits back up yeah. and starts to climb to its feet and pulls out a gun, I'd be like, "Huh, it's a fucking robot." <laughs> like that would the, the suspension of disbelief window would be very short. With yes. me, is all I'm saying. Like if the thing, if the things that happened to her. In this movie, happened to me. Yeah, it, like it would take no time. Yeah, there none, no convincing none, whatsoever yeah. at that point. It'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you also argue that this could be also like a slasher fic- flick? Kind of, because Sarah Connor is essentially a final girl. Uh, the yeah. bad guy, the Terminator, is an unrelenting killing machine. Yeah. Um, it takes impossible means to destroy him. So. But not impossible because he's destroyed in every movie. Yes, um, but, yes. But at the same time, like, the I, same. I understand what you're what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, just not a traditional slasher. Yeah, because yeah. Ra- or instead of using knives, it's guns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the main difference. Yep. Uh, um, we see a little bit of blood. It's not a whole lot of blood. It's more sci-fi than horror because it's... And there was a whole genre made up because of this movie. robot, not a... There's a genre called tech noir. The, yeah, the club that he uh, th- is in this movie, yep. it's an actual genre that exists. It's called tech noir, and it's essentially something from the future coming back to kill someone, shit like that. We've seen the, that trope done time and time again after this movie came out, because once this movie came out, the, this movie was huge back in the day. We'll get to the numbers when we get to it. Um, 
I think that's all I want to talk about. Let's get into this movie. This movie's fucking fantastic, in my opinion. I think it's except for the uh, the visual effects. The, yeah, they, they by, are a bit dated. By today's standards, they are awful. Yes, like I didn't remember how bad it was. Yeah. until I saw like the pale rubber suit yeah. over the the, 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 the eye, eye that he cuts out, yeah. and I was like. Wow, that looks bad. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, bad. even the stop animation at the be- very beginning of the movie. Whenever that the flying machine is like trying to make a like bank to yeah. the left, it does this like jittery thing as it tries to bank. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, that's clearly stop animation, but it it's still fantastic. It's fun to fucking watch, but yeah, it's definitely dated. Like I said, they do a lot of rear projection in this movie, where it's just simply anybody that doesn't know rear projection. So while they're shooting a particular scene, if you see like an explosion in the background and Sarah running away from it, and it seems like it's fuzzy in the background, that's them while they're shooting the scene, projecting the image of this explosion in the background of her running away from it. So she's not actually in danger. She's not in front of an explosion. She's literally just running away from a screen. And she has like, like a set around her to react. That's why you see it like etched around certain things, and it looks weird. Anytime you see scenes like that, um, they do it several times with the like the futuristic scenes, shit like that. So, yeah, um, it, it can be like jarring if you're you pay attention to shit like that. So, like <laughs> ourselves, we'll pay attention to shit right. like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, this movie it's really good, and it leads us into one of probably the best sequels to ever exist. Um, I am going to have to think really, really hard. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. To but. try to come up with a sequel that is better than the original. Yeah. Besides Terminator. Yeah. Like T two is a way better movie than than Terminator the first one. one. Yeah, yeah. Like Terminator one is dog shit compared, compared to, to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose. To return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th, May, Thursday. What year? Assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. Why does it want me? Why me? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Your future is in its hands. Um, anyway, let's get into this movie. Uh, 
mentioned before, it was directed by James Cameron, written by James Cameron and his then wife. I believe they're married or maybe in a relationship. Gail Ann Hurd. Um, but it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Michael Bean or Bain or however you say his last name, uh, Linda Hamilton, Paul Winfield, Rick uh, Rosovich, Be- Bess Moda, uh, Earl Bowen, Bill Paxton's in it for like a split second at the beginning, uh, Brad Reardon, uh, Brian Thompson, and Lance Hendrickson, or Hendrickson is in this movie. Um, and the movie just starts off with us uh, seeing a battle scene uh, from the future. We see like this huge, and what they just simply call it, the hunter-killer tank. And it's just yeah. this big silver thing with these tread wheels on it as it's going past this debris of like dilapidated buildings. Like they, they used to be downtown LA. We see words pop up. It says Los Angeles 2049. Or no, no, not 2049. That's the... Blade Runner 2049 says Los Angeles 2029, which is like fucking six years in our future. Um, but it's it just so, a wasteland. So hold on, hold on a second, because I was going to make a joke and it just reminded me of something that I just listened to on Friday. Um, I'm listening to uh, uh, Geekly Inc.'s uh, founding podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Drunks and Dragons. Okay. And in one of the episodes, uh, I know, I know that it's not the same person. So before we do that, like let's just. But for whatever reason, every time we talk about Bill Paxton, uh-huh. like Bill Pullman, Pullman also gets <laughs> popped to the front of my brain. Yeah. And um, in one of the one of the things they were doing is called a skill challenge, and they like had to use their skill, their character skills, to try to accomplish something. And uh, one of the characters was trying to be inspiring. <laughs> And he literally did the entire speech from Independence Day, Day. <laughs> as a diplomacy check to like try, to, and people kept trying to inter, like to interject or interrupt him. And he just started talking louder. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm pretty sure the people at work think that I'm crazy. Anyway, back to this movie. Yes, uh, but we see just a, a wasteland of Los Angeles. It's not like it was in the '80s or even now. It's just gone. Like there's well, nothing there. I mean, there's there's the argument that. I mean, it's pretty much exactly like <laughs> right, right. LA. But we LA. see this big hunter killer tank just roll over like bones and bones skulls. And, yeah. Just breaking them apart. Mount, mountains of bones. Yes. And we see people like running across this wasteland, uh, firing at this tank. We see like an aerial one that's just simply called an HK aerial unit. It's just hunter killer aerial. And it, it just strafes across the sky, firing at them and shit like that. And then we have the words pop up on screen. Says the machines rose from the ashes of the nuclear fire. Their war to exterminate mankind has had raged for decades, but the final battle would not be fought in the future. It would be fought here in our present tonight. And then we cut to uh, like those big metallic arms for a dumpster, so that way they can hook into a, a dumpster and like yep. hoist it up and dump, dump it into it. the back of their uh, rig. And we see the the arms come down, hook into it. We see the uh, dumpster being raised up part way, and then it just dies. The entire rig dies. We see the driver like saying, "What the fuck?" He tries to start it back up, and then we just see uh, lightning starting to arc all over the place. He gets out of his rig and books it the fuck out of there. He's like, "Nope, not today," and runs away. And then we just see more lightning arc across this entire parking area that he's in, and then we see like this big orb form in the in the middle of this roadway. And then the orb disappears. The lightning disappears. And we just see like a divot where the orb was in the ground. And then we just see a naked man. And this is 
Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator unit, uh, model 101. We'll find out later. Um, and he just stands up, goes to like this uh, edge embankment. No, 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 no. Let's let's give it the gravitas that it deserves. Okay. Like if you want to, if you want to feel real power, and I actually found a meme about this, but I don't want to. It was a while ago. And okay. I saved it because okay. I knew eventually we would talk about Terminator. But um, guy says, you know, like if you ever want to feel like super empowered, like you know, everybody says do like superhero pose, yeah, yeah. like where you where you put your hands on, your, on hip. your hip and stand like. Like you're Superman, and it's supposed to give you like more confidence and yeah. stuff. He's like, I go a different direction. Whenever I get my shower in the morning, <laughs> like you start crouched on yes. one knee while the water's hitting you, yes. and just kind of let it let it fall over you for a while, <laughs> and then very slowly stand up, going dun 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 dun. And you will conquer your day in a way you never thought possible. And Greg, I shit you not. <laughs> you not I shit you not. I have never had more confidence in a day than when I did that. I can't speak for the confidence, but I have done this in the shower <laughs> So glad I'm not the only one. That is why we're best friends, ladies and gentlemen. I have literally just pretended to drop something. Be like, oh, I dropped it. Got to pick it up. And I'll get down and crouch the <laughs> hand, hand curled into a fist yes. placed in front of you. And then a very slow stand <laughs> and you like, back up. It, and as you stand up, you twist to the front. So that way you're standing I, right there. I promise. Add the music. It makes it so much better. So stupid. But yes, I've done no, that before. No, do it, Greg. <laughs> add with the music. Add the music. I will try to do that next time. <laughs> next time Greg's <laughs> taking a shower. I fully expect you to text me and be like, he's fucking doing it. <laughs> if you hear, dun, 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 <laughs> from the bathroom. That's why. Uh, but yeah, Arnold gets up. Uh, the Terminator unit gets up and walks to like the edge of like this. I think it's... Uh, some sort of like uh, oh, I can't remember the landmark, but it's got a huge telescope. I'm, I'm blanking on the actual landmark in LA, and I can't remember the name of the landmark, but whatever. He goes to the edge of it, just looks out across Los Angeles. Um, we then cut to uh, three punk rockers. Yeah, I guess you should, best way you can explain it. Punk, punk heads. We see Bill Paxton. He's got blue hair, blue spiky hair with like. Treadmark going down his face. Yeah. Um, and he smashes a bottle across one of the, like the viewing scopes that you can at some parks that have them. Uh, just like yeah, you put, put a, a quarter put in. Put a quarter in and it's like binoculars. Yeah. Uh, and they're messing around with it. He smashes a glass across the front of it. He's like, hey, it's my turn. He rips it from the other guy. Um, and right when he does, the other guy looks out. Yeah. The guy looks off to the side and then he sees a very naked Arnold walking towards them, just like fucking beelining it towards them. Like, like there's nothing else in this figure's eye line. He's going straight towards them. Um, Also, side note, if you pause it in the right moment, you could see Arnold Schwarzenegger's dick. I may have may have or may have not done that. To see Arnold Schwarzenegger's dick. (laughs) Um, No, not in this scene. You can actually, if you pause it in the right moment, especially with high def t- uh, TV, there's like a you you have to get it just right 
but it will pause in one uh, particular spot. And uh, yeah, you can see his dick. His dick's out. Yep. Um, just flopping in the wind. Um, uh, I don't know, a few tries. I really wanted to see his dick. <laughs> see, what, he, what he did was it was it was really complicated because he put the controller on the floor, and every time he would try to get it, he would crouch down with his hand in a fist. <laughs> and you wonder why it's nearby. What? No, I wanted to see it. I'm sorry. You wanted to see a dick. I right? wanted to see a dick. Doesn't mean I want to fucking take the dick. I just wanted to see the dick. Plain and simple. And you can clip that sound out all you want. I didn't want to take the dick. I just wanted to see the dick. So uh, the Arnold character walks straight up to these punks. And the, the punks are just like, uh, I'm sorry, do you need something? Like, And they start making fun of him or some shit. Because uh, he's standing there naked. One of the uh, punks just starts like twirling his tongue in his mouth like, yeah, I'd take that. <laughs> the opposite of me. He wants to see the dick, and he wants to take the dick. Me, not so much. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I just want to see it. Play with it. Touch it. <laughs> take it. But I don't want to take it. Uh, but yeah, so they look him up and down, and they're just mocking him for being stark naked in front of them. And then the Terminator character is like, I need your clothes, your boots, your coat. And they just start laughing at him, and they're like, no fucking way. Um, and they all, all three of them whip out switchblades. Um, they, we hear like, the, I don't think you understand. We're street tough. Yes. And we're not going to take that from you. And then Arnold looks over at, uh, blue hair, spiky boy. And is like, you'll do great in twister and punches him in the stomach <laughs> and knocks him into a fence. Well, yeah, that the one guy off to his left, he like backhands, he goes off to the side. This is the one he takes the clothes from. Um, Bill Paxton, he just basically takes his head and like shoves him across the yeah, area that they're him, in. Throws him into like a, a fence. Yeah, some sort of like enclosure him. right behind but him. Somehow the chain link fence is tough enough that it knocks him out yeah. or something. Uh, and then the other guy with the switchblade just plunges it into the T-100 and he's not having any of it. Arnold then just punches right through the guy. Fun fact. And hoists him up. Fun fact. <laughs> um, that wasn't uh, effects or anything like that. There's he really punched the guy Arnold, in the midsection. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> just literally punched through someone. <laughs> um, it was fine. He was a terminal cancer patient. <laughs> <laughs> right. He had nothing to live for. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, the guy, he just like backhand, like stumbling away from the T-100 and like trying to get away from him. And he just drops the guy from his arm. He's arm is covered in blood and he just looks at the guy and the guy's like all right here and he just starts taking off off his clothes we then cut to downtown la and we just see in a back alley all these electricity sparks happening again and as uh, the newspaper and trash starts swirling up off the ground uh we hear it like arc into like a big like and then the body just bloof plops down right in front of the uh the camera and this is kyle reese and he this guy looks out from behind the yeah sees all this happening uh and he's in pain right away kyle reese is because he got thrown from whatever thing he was delivered from the future to the past uh he slowly gets up he's groaning whenever he does he sees the old man because the old man pops out he's like hey man did you see some like bright light just a minute ago and uh we cut to a squad car coming up to the alley and kyle reese is putting on pants nothing else just pants and we see one of the officers yell hey stop get out of his car and start chasing after kyle reese whenever he does chase after kyle reese 
Kyle Reese starts booking it. Starts running. He immediately passes the homeless man that is now pantsless, which... No, not pantsless. He's in, like... Kyle Reese stole his outermost layer of pants. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, he's got, like, multiple pairs of pants yeah. or some shit on. He stole my pants! Yes. And I just, like, bro, you... you You've got... You're, you're you good. you got more. Yes. Um, the police the ones, officer... the ones that he took were, like... Dingy as fuck. Gray... Like, like almost gray khaki, but they're all paint covered. And I know what this episode is going to make me sound like, but if you look at Kyle Reese's ass, <laughs> there's like a wet spot right there on the ass. Like I think the homeless well, man yeah, shit was, in them before. Well, no, him. that was his outermost layer, so it was in contact <laughs> oh, with I the guess, ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just automatically uh, thought you, the old well, man no, you just, shit himself. You immediately went in on the ass. <laughs> once, uh, once again. He doesn't want to be fucked in it. You know, he, just wants to, he just wants to see it and look at it and maybe lick it a little bit. <laughs> Swirl his tongue around. Make the alphabet. Speak French between his legs. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, Kyle Reese is being chased by this cop. No, you're talking about his butt. Um, he, he, he starts running down this hall, or not hallway, but uh, alleyway. And his ass just looks immaculate as he's running. Like, it's just right. so good. And he's shirtless. And he's shirtless. <laughs> and he's got dick abs. And wait. Dick abs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kyle uh, takes a left turn down this alleyway. The cop follows him, and whenever the cop gets down this alleyway, Kyle is nowhere to be seen. He starts slowly walking. Then Kyle comes out of nowhere, just bum rushes the cop. But uh, like, I think he elbows him in the gut, the gut, or the guy goes down. He grabs the cop's gun. He starts pointing it at the officer. And immediately, Kyle races like, "What day is it?" And I think I wrote it down. Yeah, he says, uh, "The twelfth of May, Thursday." And Kyle's like, what year what are year? you? And the cop just looks at him like, what? And then another squad car comes up. Kyle Reese books it. He uh, slams through a door in the back of a, like, a huge department store of some sort. It's got like multi-levels. Um, so he's running through. He's ducking down as he's running through this department store, just trying to be not seen by the cops. The cops come running in after him. And there's like two or three of them, including doesn't, the cop that originally ran after uh, him. Doesn't run or doesn't try to grab any like more clothes as he's running through. No, he grabs a coat and a pair of shoes. I thought that was later. No, it's in this scene. While he's running away from the cops, he grabs a big trench coat. Doesn't grab a shirt, just the trench coat. Although later on we see him with a shirt on. So you just assume that it was like a combo set on one hanger. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, he grabs the, sh- the shirt and the coat, or not the shirt and the coat, but the coat and the shoes, and he ducks away. We see him, uh, we see an officer go by like a, a photo booth of some sort, and then we see his feet come down into frame with the shoes on. We see him sneaking away. He's still got the officer's gun. Uh, and as he makes his way outside, he gets outside of a window, climbs down the fire escape on the side of the building, and then gets to a squad car that has nobody in it. They're still looking for him in the building. He grabs a shotgun, tucks it in his trench coat, and then goes out into the main street and just starts like, nothing happened here. No man running around with a, no shirt on with a gun under a trench coat like it's aspect. Totally normal. Yes. Perfectly fine. Uh, cut to the next day, that morning, and we see our main female character, Sarah Connor, on a Vespa of some sort. I'm not even sure if it's a Vespa, but it's Vespa-like. Mm-hmm. So it's scooter moped thing that she's riding on she's uh going up to her job which she, they call like big buns or some shit like that um which is remind me reminded me of like a big which boys is, which is weird because if anybody was going to work there it should have been kyle reese because once again his ass <laughs> right <laughs> um but yeah she goes into the restaurant her one friend who's a constant like dick to her 
Um, it's like, hey, you're late. Uh, she clocks in. We see that her name is Sarah Connor. Um, uh, what is it? Cut to, I think... Oh, so there's a small little scene before we cut to Sarah where we see Kyle Reese go up to a phone booth and look for Sarah Connor's name. We see that there are three other names. Both him and Arnold do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks well, up Sarah's name. I don't, I don't think we go to work yet. I think we go to to Arnold. No, I thought Arnold was store. in between because she comes into work. Then we go back to Arnold. Oh, and then back, then back to, her to her at work. At work, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she clocks in and everything. Then we go back to Arnold and he, uh, has stolen a car at this point. And all he does is he like rips off like the covering for the steering and just like takes two wires and splices it together. I've always figured it was harder than that, but in 1980s, probably quite easy. Nowadays, probably much harder with computers and everything. In I don't know. Cars. Based on everything that's been going on with like, what is it? The Kias or whatever. Like, you haven't heard about that? Like, up in Cleveland, it's this huge problem. Like, one particular brand of cars is being stolen. It became, like, a TikTok trend. No, I didn't know about that. Stealing somebody's car. And no. Because it's, like, the push-button start is really easy to trick. Huh. Or something. I knew about, like, a huge, like, influx of catalytic converters being stolen. I have a push-button start. But we don't have a Kia. No. I think, but... I think that it's Kia. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but. Yeah, we don't yeah, have it was, a Kia. It was, like, a huge problem up in Cleveland mm. or something. Huh, I never heard of that. Um, but uh, so yeah, he hot, Arnold hotwires his car. He goes. We see him driving a bit, and he goes up to a phone booth. Okay, so a phone booth, children, uh, was this area designated for making phone calls. Not everybody had a phone on them uh, at all times. I'm talking to Gen Zers and Gen Alpha. That's what I'm talking about. Us millennials know what they were because they were still around whenever we were kids. It's the thing that Doctor Who drives around in. Kind of, yeah. Um, only that one was dedicated for police. Uh, right. Phone booths uh, were um, for everybody to use. And they had like this big-ass phone book in it. And you just put in a quarter or so much amount. No, see, a quarter is a, is a round piece of change. That's of currency. About, about an inch in diameter. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Yeah. Maybe, maybe three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Um, and it's it's round and it's flat. It's probably only like a sixty fourth inch thick. Yes. Um, and it's got a dead white man on it. And it's yeah, it's got a dead white man on it. <laughs> and it is um, it is good for one quarter of one dollar. <laughs> yes. Also known as twenty five cents. Yep. Um, and what a dollar is? <laughs> there's there's this thing that's um, it's paper yes it's called currency yeah. we gotta explain everything because, yes you know it's not in vogue anymore yeah. <laughs> um but yes you mean i don't just stick my phone on it to pay? <laughs> yeah or you mean i don't you know just take my card and just press it up against the little card reader that's it um no you actually had actual money in your hands dollar I was, bills i was going like to take that joke further and be like you know a quarter is something that you put in a vending machine and what a vending machine is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, well, it's a convenience store in a box without a, a well, vending machine. Like still, <laughs> yeah, vending there. machines still exist nowadays, but they have the card readers on them now. They don't take uh, just the uh, paper money or change anymore. They take cards as well. Um, so yeah, Arnold drives up to this phone booth. Somebody's actually in the phone booth, and he just rips him out. And we hear the guy say, "Hey, man, you got a real attitude problem." Uh, we see the Arnold character look at all of the names in the phone book. Uh, there are three different names. There are Sarah Ann Connor, Sarah Louise Connor, and then our 
Ah, uh, Sarah, Sarah Jeanette Connor. Now, what a phone book is, <laughs> is a book, a collection of papers yes. that you would flip through to find the phone number that you want to call. Not just like personal numbers, but also had businesses right. in them as um, well. And instead of using Google, you would have to flip through this book to find it. would be in alphabetical it. order. Right. Um, and it, it would be divided in half in like the white pages and the yellow pages. Yes. The yellow pages were for businesses. The white, white pages, pages were, were personal. personal yeah. numbers. And uh, then you could call them on the phone. But it would also have the address next to him as yes. well. Now, calling them on the phone <laughs> yes. is um, a way to convey your message with your voice yes. rather than and, uh, text. Rather than texting it. Yes. Or them. emojis. Or Yeah, or emojis. <laughs> which I do not speak. Emoji? Yeah, I do not speak emoji. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so the next scene, uh, we cut to uh, Sarah at her job. And she's no, got like... We, we missed a scene with Arnold. Beyond the uh, phone book. You talking about at the gun store? Yeah. I thought it would, after her job, we then cut back to her. No, because she finds out about the first death at her job. Mm -hmm. Even I've seen that. Yeah, I know she finds out about the death at her job, but I thought we cut back to Arnold after she gets the ice cream in her pocket. And uh, then he goes to the, the no, I'm pretty sure shop. And then we cut back to Kyle I'm pretty hot sure wiring his own car. I'm pretty sure it's... Um, gun store and then the uh phone book and then back to her ice cream in pocket then back to him killing the first sarah and then back to her at work getting the news that sarah connor is dead i'm not entirely sure um so uh so yeah, Arnold goes to the gun store. We see him at the gun store after he gets the phone book, whatever, in this order. Uh, after he gets the num or addresses for the three different Sarahs. You see him at the gun store, and he's uh, just riddling off all the guns he wants. And this is a gun shop owner is very fucking excited because he's he says as much. He's like, oh, I'm going to close up early today. Um, he riddles off. He needs a 45 long slide with later laser sighting, which um, the laser sighting is as long as the gun itself. Not so much anymore. Oh, uh, technology. Yes. Uh, it's gotten much more smaller and compact. He also says he needs a uh, phase plasma rifle with 40-watt range. And the guy's like, hey, what you see is what we got. He says an Uzi 9mm. The shop owner says, hey, you know your guns. Uh, and then uh, the Terminator character says he'll, t he'll take them all. Gun shop owner says, oh, I may close up early tonight. Grabs a few forms. He says, well, the handguns have a 12-day wait, but the assault rifles you could take today. And then whenever he has his back towards uh, the counter that he's grabbing paperwork and everything for, the gun shop owner, Arnold takes one of the shotgun uh, boxes with shotgun shells and just puts one into the shotgun that he has in his hand. And he racks it, and then he, the gun shop owner sees it, and he's like, hey, you can't do that. And Terminator says, wrong, and fires at the gun shop owner. Cut two. Um... Did you say he murders the woman before we go back to Sarah no, we and the see, ice cream? We cut back to Sarah, who gets ice cream in her pocket. Then he kills her. And, oh, I'm having such a bad day. Yeah. And then we cut to Kyle Reese stealing his own car. And then to Terminator, who walks up to a, a door. Yes. Door opens. Sarah Connor. Yes. Boom. <laughs> yes. 
so uh, yeah, cut back to uh, Sarah at her job, and she's got like three plates of food. She comes around a corner. She starts like at this one booth. She's like, "All right, who had whatever the fuck the plate was?" And the guy's like, "Well, I had such and such, but I didn't ask for cheese or some shit like that." And she's just like, I completely like, oh shit, I've got the wrong order for the wrong table. Uh, she places one down. She knocks off a glass with uh, the guy that's closest to where she put the plate down. Spills all his water on on him, and she starts trying to like wipe it away, trying to you know fix the mistake and shit. So she's having a horrible fucking day at work. So it's just she's not going for it. She's had a bad day. On top of that, this little shit uh, takes this big scoop of ice cream, like the perfect fucking sphere of ice cream. Takes it from his plate and then dumps it into her pocket. Close, she's close to him. Like, yeah, she doesn't even notice it. It's a table behind. Yes, she doesn't notice it until after he's already like dumped it into her pocket. And she looks in. Yeah, there's a whole scoop of fucking ice cream in her pocket. If that was me, I would have taken that scoop of ice cream, looked at it, looked at the kid, and then just shoved it in the kid's face and been like, "I'm done with this place," and walk the fuck out. Um, You know what you do. Smack that kid (laughs) Right But what happens Is that she looks at it Just fucking Dejected by this idea Of this ice cream Being in her pocket And then her dickhead friend Was like Hey Don't worry about it sweetheart In a hundred years Nobody's gonna remember this Fuck you woman I don't care about a hundred years There's fucking ice cream In my pocket That's gonna fucking Suck all day I can't use this pocket now Because it's covered In goddamn ice cream So I'm down a fucking pocket Well to be fair I'm pretty sure it's like the pocket of her apron, so she could just take it off and get a new apron. Oh, I thought it was their outfit because they I, wear dresses. I thought it was like it was sewn into the outfit. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either way, um, we then cut back to yeah, Kyle hot wiring his car, and whenever he hot wires the car, he doesn't take off immediately. He kind of sits there because he's near a construction site and sees like the the big tread wheels. On this like big crane thing that's moving around the the construction site, and he kind of yeah, dozes off. Flash. Yeah, he dozes off into a, a memory that he has, and we see in this memory it's him and another person running through like the ruins of uh, the city, walking through all this bone and destruction and everything towards a uh, hunter killer tank. tank. Yes, um, they duck behind some debris and uh, they have these like big thermos things with them, and they twist the top. Kyle throws his. Uh, it lands underneath the tread wheel of this big hunter killer tank. Then his person he's with, who's like uh, like six feet away, like looks over. The hunter killer sees her. She twists the top of her thermos, throws it at the hunter killer. The hunter killer may- then immediately laser fires at her, killing her. Kyle watches this go down. We see Kyle then book it from where he's at. At that same time, the grenade thing that he thermos grenade thing that he tossed explodes, killing the tread of the hunter-killer tank, and then uh, immobilizing this hunter-killer. At that same moment, as he finishes running away from it, uh, we see a, like, I would say, uh, I was gonna, I'm blanking on the actual term, um, but the um, derby things that we do at the fair, I can't remember. Demolition derby? Demolition, I don't know why I fucking blanked on demolition, but demolition derby type car, where the windows are gone, it's fucking just got like a roll cage, uh, like, welded into it we see like a mounted gun on top of this car um the person driving the car comes to a stop gets out of the driver's seat goes up to the mount uh the gun mount on the car 
uh, as Kyle gets into the driver's seat. We see the, the car just barrel past all this debris and shit as the guy in the turret starts firing at the hunter killers. The hunter killer aerials that are coming out. Yes. Um, as uh, they're in the middle of this combat, we see it just barreling past over through debris, shit like that. And then eventually uh, the hunter killers fire a perfect shot, making the car like flip over end on end and on a, onto its side. Uh, the guy in the turn is killed immediately by the weight, but Kyle is stuck in the car and he's trying to get out. And in the process of getting out, we see all these flames erupt around him. We see him yell out in pain and then boom, he wakes up from his dream. He's holding a shotgun. He wakes out of a nightmare, just like startled, like ready for something to go down, but there's nothing going on. PTSD stuff. Just the, the crime, or not the crime, but the construction. I don't know why I said crime, but the construction of this, uh, whatever's being built next to him. He starts the car and takes off. He's in some sort of like Cadillac. Um, we then cut to Arnold uh, uh, rolling up to his first victim. And we see him like run over like a kid's like uh, semi-truck toy uh, in the car that he hot-wired earlier. He gets out of the car. He walks up to this house. He knocks on it. And a woman opens. And so we find out the age of this woman later on, but I'm going to mention it now. This woman's 35. Doesn't look 35. No. She looks late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. So I would just imagine... My point is, is that... So the age that I'm at right now is the age that my parents uh, told us that we were moving from one city to another. It was the first time I ever moved locations whatsoever. Like, I grew up in um, Dover until I was about Gage's age. And we moved from Dover to Yorksville. That was the first time I ever experienced that. And I remember the age my parents were at was right around the age I'm at right now, 36, 37. And they looked rough. So I can only, and this woman looking 40 or 50. So what I'm getting at is that the 80s were fucking rough on everybody. We see the hair later on in this movie with ginger and shit. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine, like, I'm at the age that they were whenever I t was told that we were moving. And, A, they always seem like adults to me. Now, me, myself, I don't think I'm an adult. <laughs> I know I have adult responsibilities, children, I have a job, shit like that. Um, but I don't see myself as an adult, and I don't know why. I don't know why I honed in on this while I was watching this, about this woman's age being 35. I'm 35. I don't look nearly as rough as that woman, but her fucking, like, the, she looks like she's seen some shit. So keep yourself young at heart. <laughs> is pretty much that's, what I'm saying. That's the, that's the secret <laughs> to feeling good about yourself. Pretty much. About your life. Um, but yeah, so this woman answers the door, opens it a little bit, and the Terminator says, Sarah Connor. She says yes, and he immediately just pushes the door open and uh, takes the gun out of his side and just trains it on her and fires a few rounds. And she goes down. We hear the body just drop to the ground. Uh, cut to... Uh, Sarah and her friend Ginger getting ready for a night out on the town, I guess, with the, their respective boyfriends. Like, they're brushing their teeth and getting their hair ready and shit. And she's list Ginger is listening to music as they're getting ready for their dates. Uh, the phone rings, and Sarah picks it up, and immediately Ginger's boyfriend or date uh, just starts immediately, without even checking if it's Ginger... Just starts talking into the phone, knowing full well she's got a roommate. Yeah. Just immediately starts talking into the phone. 
like I'm gonna take your shirt off, button by button, and then I'm gonna, as I'm taking it off, I'm gonna slowly take off your pants. And uh, we see Sarah is like fucking not making it known that it's her, but laughing at the absurdity of all this. And then she says, "Who is this?" And then immediately he's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry. Is Ginger there?" Uh, Sarah gives the phone to Ginger, and she says, "Hey, it's the creep." Uh, they talk on the phone as uh, we cut to. Is there a small scene in between this? I think we just cut to later on. We cut to Sarah talking to Ginger about her date, and then he calls and cancels on. Yeah, he leaves a message that they haven't checked yet. I thought there was a small scene in between them getting the phone call from uh, this Matt character that's dating Ginger, and then them talking about Sarah's date canceling on her. Or maybe there's a second... Is there a second death here? I think so. Like, there is two Sarahs that are killed. Yeah. So I believe, I just can't remember how she's killed. Oh, no, no, no. We're not, we're not to um, the second Sarah's death yet. Uh, because she finds out about that whenever she's at the bar. Do we see him kill her? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I don't think we do. I think we just learned that another woman has been killed by just some random person. Well, and that's before she leaves work, before she's getting ready. She walks into the back room and her friend that gives her shit is like, hey, you're on the news. Yeah. Well, kind of. And you hear that a woman named Sarah Connor was killed. Yeah. I believe that's the next scene after Kyle wakes up and then we cut to her and Ginger waking up. Um, and then we cut to uh, later on, and it's uh, they are basically ready at this point. Um, we see Ginger with her hair all blown the fuck out. It's huge. Fucking just curly as shit and huge. We see Sarah has like this weird uh, mom bob mullet thing going on. Uh-huh. It's weird. 80s were fucking weird. Um, uh, Sarah's got uh, shoulder pads in her dress that she's wearing. Uh, they go out of the bathroom, and... They, Sarah asks, hey, have you seen Pugsley? And Pugsley is her pet iguana. She finds Pugsley on like a nearby like entertainment stand of some sort uh, or dresser or whatever the fuck. Uh, pulls him off of it and is like, hey, come to mommy. And uh, at the same point, Ginger says, hey, have you checked messages? Sarah said, no, I thought you already did. They play the messages. We hear one from just like a random, uh, like I think telemarketer of some sort. And then the next one is from Sarah's date, uh, what's his name, Stan Mortsky. And he says, hey, my car is in the shop. I really can't do anything. I'm so sorry. I got to cancel and blah, blah, blah. And Sarah's completely bummed out by this. And uh, Ginger's like, fuck that guy. Who cares if he has a Porsche? Fuck that guy. Um, he can't treat you that way. Yeah. What is the next scene? I think she declines going out with them and just decides to go to the bar on her own. Yeah, she's no, she's going to go see a movie. Or yeah. Um so she uh I'm missing a small little scene that I can't fucking remember in between cuz I know they don't hard cut from one point to the other. There's always like small scenes in between that I can't fucking think of. Yeah, I can't think of what it is. Um 
but yeah, so we cut to later on, and Sarah's now out of her dress. She's just in normal, like, street clothes. And she says, have fun with Matt as she exits the apartment and... Runs uh, into Matt. Yeah, literally, he sneaks up onto her and, like, gives her a kiss on the cheek and scares the shit out of her. And she's like, Jesus, Matt. Hits him, walks away as Matt goes into the apartment. And uh, she gets on her uh, Vespa scooter thing. And before she even starts it up, she gets an eerie sense that someone is watching her. She looks at both ends of the parking lot that she's in, nobody there. Um, she starts up the Vespa and just drives away. But uh, at the other end of the parking lot, we see Kyle Reese in his car watching her leave. Um, cut to uh, the, the, the police station. So we see two characters. We see a black gentleman. He's walking through like the different hallways and shit of this police station. And another gentleman, Lance Hendrick, Hendrickson's uh, character... Um, we'll see. Uh, black character Lieutenant Traxler and H- Hendrickson's character Detective Volkovich. And Volkovich is uh, approaching Traxler. He's like, "Hey, I've got a real fucking doozy for you this time." And Lieutenant Traxler is just giving him the hardest fucking time. Um, he hands him the file of the two women, and uh, Lieutenant Traxler is like, "All right, what am I looking at?" And then Detective uh. Lance Hendrickson's characters like basically explains to him like, "Hey, we've got an issue here. There are women with two exact name, the same similar names, that the, just got killed." And the that's the only thing that they have in common. They don't have anybody that they know in common. They don't yep. have any places. They've never they met together. They've never met. They just both have the same name, and it's really fucking weird, huh? And uh, Lieutenant Traxler basically agrees with him. Yes, it's really fucking weird. Shit, we've got a fucking. Uh, I I can I see it now. The press will call it the phone book phone killer. Book killer. killer. Um, and they they agree that they've got a mess on their hands and they need to check on who the next victim might be if there's another Sarah Connor. And uh, Lance Hendrickson's character already is like, I've already checked. There's one other girl. Uh, I've tried calling her multiple times. And Lieutenant Trax was like, Well, call her again. He's like, I did. I tried. And he's like, Well, call her again. And he fucking calls her again. And nobody picks up. And we cut to the uh, Sarah and Ginger's apartment, and we just see the phone ringing and the answering machine. Get it, getting it, and then we see cut to inside Ginger's room, and Matt and Ginger are fucking, but Ginger has headphones on, mm-hmm. listening to music. And we see Matt turn up the music. She's constantly listening to music. Why, why is she listening to music as they're fucking? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. As me, as being an intimate partner with that woman, I'd be like, hey, I need you here in the moment, not listening to music. All right, so Greg, this is what I want you to do. The next time that you have sex, <laughs> yes. I want you to crouch at the at the base of the bed with your hand in a yes. fist yes. and just play the music and then just, you know, stroke to the beat. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That she needs the... I actually know a girl that has to... Have music while they fuck? Mm-hmm. And she has trauma. She was molested as a, as a young girl. And the music helps her, like, it's, zone out? Her, she, her partner, obviously, needs, wants to do that, but she needs to feel a little disconnected. She's not in here. <laughs> Clearly not, because I wouldn't want to have... Like, the only way you can have sex with your partner is to have her... Basically disconnect to the idea of you having sex. And she doesn't even do foreplay or anything. You just gotta get fuck that noise. I would not fucking want that. I know, but... You don't get to want... 
And I'm not wanting her. I wouldn't want me no, to I mean, fucking fuck her dick. while she's fucking clearly dealing with something traumatic. I'd want that to be squared away before we did anything. I don't think it's that easy when you don't have health insurance. I would still try to figure out a way to get past that because you're literally um, traumatizing this woman each time you penetrate her. I will... I will say that it is she just probably disconnect a little. She doesn't. I don't That's fucked up. Traumatized. She just doesn't like to be touched at all by anybody. That's fucking. I don't. For That's whatever. For whatever what reason. To, her, to put her in this situation. Yeah, I get that, but I don't. For whatever reason, it's just written into the character. I know that it's not uncommon for people to have like music, music play. play. Yeah, in the background. Sarah and I've done that before, but. To actually have headphones on and just yeah, that I don't know. About, concentrate like, on the music while he's doing his thing. And from what Sarah said, she has a friend that has to concentrate on music because she needs to disconnect from the actual sex act because she was assaulted in her youth. My opinion is, if that's the case, I would fucking try to get that squared away so, before I, as the man, so my, my potentially let her is, relive that trauma. Um, Ginger... Is listening to running up that hill, <laughs> trying to stay away from Vecna. All right. I'm just saying that's my take when I see anything. I don't. I don't know that the headphones are as big of a as a big of a Maybe thing as a you're thing making it because, like, that's how you listen to music at that point. Like yeah, but still, I mean, they yeah, you, they had you stereos. Could, you could potentially have a boombox and stuff, but maybe like he didn't want to listen to her music or whatever for whatever reason He's it's fucking. just it's just I would like I would like some sort of way. concentration on me as an individual as well know. as on her so so thinking about it if she can't so so she's got her headphones in right yeah obviously whenever sex is happening noises are happening yes if you turn up her music so she can't hear herself then maybe she's screaming louder and maybe that's what gets him off so maybe they're just maybe maybe they're just helping I don't each even other think she was no, in the scene, she well, wasn't. She wasn't, but she was just rocking out to the music. As he's fucking her, she's just like, and, and, like knocking her head forward and shit, like concentrating on the music. Like, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's fucking her. I'm telling you. I don't know. People that disconnect during intimacy. It's LA. People are weird. <laughs> anyway, moving yes, on. And moving on. Uh, Sarah apparently has seen the movie or is about to see the movie because she's at a diner of some sort. She's eating pizza. And she hears the news report because one of the things the cops also mentioned in that scene is that they need to get it out to the press as quickly as possible to try to get that third Sarah and, yeah, to contact Trexler us. And Trexler is um, going to talk to them. Mm. Um, and th- this is why I said she's in a bar, but it might not be a bar. She's eating pizza, but there are people drinking. At a bar today. in this yeah. diner so, eatery So place. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, she hears the news report on the TV at the bar. And somebody tries to change the channel. She's like, don't change it, don't change it, yes. turn that up. And, and everybody just looks at her like, what the fuck is the issue here? Uh, we even see the barkeep like look at her at the news report and look at her like, hey, are we good? As she just looks utterly fucking destroyed by this idea that two other women named Sarah Connor has been have been killed. Um, we then cut to... Uh, Ginger and Matt back at their place and we see that Sarah or no no we cut to uh, Sarah making her way down the street and she sees Kyle Reese staring at her yep um, he's just 
dead-eyed onto her, like not looking at anything else, not looking at anybody uh, passing by her, nothing, as she walks down the street, uh, or down this uh, sidewalk. And Sarah gets creeped out by it. So she goes in the nearest club with the most amount of people, and it's Tech Noir. She walks in. She ducks behind a pillar as Kyle Reese walks by the club looking to see where Sarah went. I had to burp. Um, Sarah gets into the club, or get, basically gets up to where the bouncer is for the club, and asks, hey, is there a phone uh, in here? And the woman says, in the back. And she about, is about to leave, and the woman's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you got to pay to go in, a cover charge. And the woman says 450 and I'm like, that is the cheapest fucking cover charge I've ever fucking heard of. $4.50. Um, she gives her the money, she gets a ticket, stamp on the hand. Sarah goes in, and we just hear, like, 80s glam rock yeah. uh, at, at its pinnacle, uh, playing in the background as all these people are enjoying themselves. She gets to a paying phone. She calls Ginger and Matt. We see her, the, the answering machine picks up. No, not yet. Or she calls the police, and they're giving her the ring around. Then she hangs up. Right. And um, then she calls Ginger and Matt. No. Then it cuts back to Ginger and Matt. Matt's passed out. Ginger gets up. Oh, that's right. She calls makes, one after they've been assaulted. Makes a sandwich. Right. And she still got the headphones on. Still got the headphones on. Still just rocking the fuck out. Just, ah. As she's dancing through uh, her apartment. And, Runs yeah, getting into Pugsley. Who's on the fridge at this point. Who's on the fridge. Scares the fuck out of her. Yeah. She's like, you're a little asshole. I fucking hate you. I'll make a belt out of you. I'll make a belt out of you. That's it. Um, which is the worst Mulan song ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, and she's grabbing all manner of food. Yeah. Like she's, fruit, vegetables, uh, she's, sandwich. She's making a fucking Scooby-Doo sandwich. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a shaggy sandwich. Yes. Um, fucking... Just mayo and peanut butter. And <laughs> yes, all, all kinds sorts, of shit. All sorts of shit on this sandwich. Uh, meanwhile... In the bedroom. In the bedroom, uh, Arnold walks in. Yeah, she's got like a sliding glass door to connect to like a, a back porch of some sort in her bedroom. And Arnold goes through that sliding glass door. Matt wakes up. A fight ensues. Matt gets the shit kicked Barely out a fight. Matt grabs a nearby lamp. He's like, I'll mess you up, man. And he clocks him, and Arnold doesn't react to it at all. He gets hit by it and goes with the motion, but they immediately pops back to Matt. And immediately just grabs Matt and tosses him across the room. And Ginger hears throwing none of this. everywhere. Yes. Throwing him all over the place. We hear glass breaking. We hear fucking just uh, furniture being broken apart. And she hears none of it. She finishes making her plate. She makes it her way back to the bedroom. And then Matt is thrown through, through the, the door, door. And he's ripped to fucking shreds. He's bleeding at, at every fucking cut on his body. He's dead at this point. She screams and drops the plate. And I think she has like a glass of milk with her as well. She drops all that. Screams the fucking her head off. And then Arnold, uh, Terminator Model 101, comes stumbling out of the room. Opens the door and walks out. Not opens. Crawls over his body. Oh, yeah. It knocks away some of the debris, but it just crawls over his body and with his gun in hand, points it at Ginger as she's running away, fires, hits her once. Uh, she hits the ground, starts crawling away as best she can. Arnold comes up to her and then just unloads his clip into her. And at that same moment, we hear the phone ring. And immediately, uh, it's Sarah on the, the line. The answering machine picks up and it's Sarah on the line saying that she's at Club Noir and she thinks she's being followed. 
and, and Sarah also mentions that she's tried calling the cops several times. Right. But they've been giving her the runaround. She's going to try once more, but she doesn't have a whole lot of hope and was hoping that Matt would come out and get her from the club techno. Because as creepy as he is, he's at least creepy that she knows. Right. Uh, we cut back to the club, and she hangs up the phone, and we see her just dialing the, the I guess, police station again. Um, we cut to the police station, and they're getting a call from someone claiming to be Sarah. Um, and they pick up the phone, they're talking to her, and they're like, look, we'll have a unit out there as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know where Tech Noir is. It's over on, they mentioned the fucking area that it's at. Uh, but we need you to stay there in the club and don't. Uh, go with anybody other than a police officer. We'll be there as quickly as possible. Not even like don't go to the bathroom. Just stay out where it's populated, where the law as many people. Um, we also, while she's having this conversation, we see that Kyle is not far behind her in the club at the bar, watching her. And uh, after she made the call, we see uh, whenever she makes the call to Ginger, we see that the Arnold character hears the conversation and immediately. Starts going towards Tech Noir. We cut uh, some time later, and Sarah's sitting at a, a table of some sort, and in walks Arnold. He doesn't pay the cover charge. The woman says, hey, the, uh, I guess, bodyguard for the club walks up to him. And he immediately like, grabs the Arnold character by the shoulder, and immediately the Terminator just grabs him by the hand and just crushes his hand. We see him like wince in pain and drop to the ground as Arnold just slowly and methodically makes his way through the club and through the crowd. He's just scanning as he's walking slowly through the crowd, just scanning back and forth. I think at one point we get his point of view as he's scanning through the crowd and shit. Um, at that same point, Sarah knocks something off the table that she's at. She ducks, ducks down. down right as he walks by. Yep. He doesn't see her. So he goes, gets to the end of the club, turns around, and starts making his way back towards the entrance of the club, scanning back and forth. He then sees her whenever he's uh, starting to make his way back towards the front of the club. And immediately starts slowly beelining it towards her. And it's all in slow-mo. Sarah picks up the thing from the table, puts it on the table. She looks up, and she sees someone slowly coming towards her. We see Arnold point his gun out uh, towards her. We see the laser sight hit her head. And then at the same instance, all in slow-mo, we see Kyle come out from behind the bar, on the from the other side of the bar, and uh, takes his shotgun out and basically just shoves everybody out of his fucking way. Just doesn't. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here!" Just shoves everybody out of his way. And then as things, uh, as all the slow mo comes to back to regular speed, boom! He fires around into the Terminator character, knocking him back. He runs up to Sarah. He's like, "Look, we need to get the fuck out of here." And she books it the other way, away from Kyle. And Kyle just unloads as the Terminator gets back up. Um, he sees Sarah running out of the front of the club, but there's someone in front of Sarah, what is behind Sarah, but in front of where the Terminator needs to shoot. He fires through that woman, just doesn't hit Sarah, kills that woman instantly. But Knocking, now Sarah, knocking that person on top, on of, top Sarah. of Sarah. She is now trapped, and the Terminator slowly walks up to Sarah and trains his gun on her once again, and then Kyle just comes up behind the Terminator and just unloads what's left in his gun. And he falls down to the ground. Uh, Kyle runs up to Sarah and says, come with me if you want to live. Grabs her by the hand, gets her up on her feet, and they run to the back of the club, out the back. The Terminator character gets up, and he, he so I sh- he doesn't drop to the ground. He As Kyle's firing at him, uh, the Terminator uh, stumbles backwards, keeps stumbling backwards, backwards, backwards. And as he fires the last round at the Terminator character, he's thrown through the glass window. 
Yeah. And then, because they, they play that gag again in the uh, the sequel in the next Terminator yeah. movie. Uh, he, we see the Terminator get up and run to the back of the club, runs after them. They're now in the alleyway getting going towards Kyle's car. They hop into Kyle's car, Sarah and Kyle, and they start it up at that same time. Or no, they don't get into it just yet. They get to the car at that same instance. The Terminator bursts out of the door and starts running towards them. Kyle then fires at a gas tank for a car nearby. It erupts in explosions. The Terminator is now partially on fire. He jumps onto the car as they get into it, and Kyle is about to start it up. Starts it up, and then the Terminator just grabs the hood of the car and then just punches through the glass of the car as it skitters trying, out of the ho- out of this alleyway. Trying to grab Sarah. Yes. And the entire time, I think Kyle is like. Telling her what it is. No, not yet. Too. It's not until after he tosses the thing off of the side of the car. Oh. And they're trying to get away. I thought I thought it was during this because she's like, don't hurt me. He's like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to save you. It's a few seconds after that he gets tossed, after the Terminator gets tossed off the car and the cop makes a, a call to dispatch. And then mm. the Terminator takes the car. Uh, but yeah, so they're trying to get the, car, the Terminator off the car. They're, he's swerving left and right. Eventually they come out of this alleyway. He makes a jackknife the car to a hard left. He swings it around the top or the front end of the car, knocks into, I believe, a police car. And yeah. that, that police car goes skittering off to the side. But at that same instance, the Terminator gets tossed off the car. They put it into drive and they haul ass out of there. Uh, the officer in that police car gets out of the car. He starts raiding the dispatch, say, I've got a, a Cadillac, blah, blah, blah. He's making his way down Mall Hall, and you need to get the fuck, uh, get more people out of here is pretty much what he's saying. At that same time, the Terminator gets up from being tossed from the car, walks up to the officer, because he also mentions that he needs ambulance here as well, because he just sees a body laying there off to the side. The body gets up, the Terminator gets up, walks to the officer, and the officer's like, hey, wait a minute, and he, like, with the officer, because the officer's partially out of his car, and he's grabbed the, the CB mic from his car, but he's also behind the door of his car. So the Terminator just shoves him against the frame of the car and the door, kind of like uh, jostling him around. And then he takes the officer and just like throws his head into the car and tosses him off to the side. Spunk! And then gets into the officer's car, rips the shotgun off the center like console that most officers have, like especially in the 80s and 90s, they had the, like, the shotgun that was like, yeah. uh, locked into their vehicle. He grabs that, puts it in reverse, and immediately uh, gets out of there, reverses out of the, the side of the sidewalk that he's like curbed up onto, and then hauls ass towards Kyle and uh, Sarah. And then they're, they're making their way down different alleys and shit and just trying to get away from the uh, the Terminator as best as possible. Uh, but in this instance is where we get Kyle explaining who he is. He's like looking at Sarah and she's in complete shock. She's looking around like what the fuck just happened. And Kyle's like, I am Kyle Reese, uh, Sergeant Techcom DN38416. Uh, I've been sent here from the future. Have you been hurt? And she doesn't say anything. And he's like, have you been hurt? And he grabs her and starts looking at her. And she's like, no, nah, I'm fine. What the fuck is going on? And she's like, you need to calm down. And she's just like having none of it. And he just grabs her like really like roughly. He's like, you need to calm down. Listen, the thing is a Terminator unit sent from the future to come back and kill you. And Sarah takes a second to soak all this in. She's like, why? I'm fucking nobody. And she's like, and Kyle's like, well, sure, but what it's what you've you, done. It's what you're going to do. In the future. Your son is a big, important person in the war to come in the future. And Sarah's like, well, okay, sure. 
Um, and at that same time, they make their way into a parking garage. And they park, and Kyle immediately is like, hey, we need to get out of here. We need to find a new vehicle. They find a new vehicle, and they hide out in it for a little while. Because uh, several cop cars, or no, just one other cop car, and um, no, not the Terminator just yet. He hears that there's been a strange car that entered into a parking garage. Right. And he makes his way towards the parking garage. But there's one cop just like going through the different levels of the parking garage looking for them. Um, but Kyle and Sarah are ducked behind, um, like under the like dash of this vehicle, just kind of like hunkered down until they can figure out a way to get the fuck out of here as best as possible. Yeah. And Kyle is explaining to her that she will have a son in the future that will head up the resistance against the Terminators, that the Terminators, that Skynet uh, became self-aware, um, and the first thing they did was well, eradicate all people. He doesn't call it Skynet at first. What does he call it? Uh, I think he just calls it the machine uprising. He eventually does say Skynet, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say Skynet becomes self-aware. That doesn't happen until the second movie, where they start talking about Skynet becoming self-aware. Like he he's talking about like a a rapid response system or something that mm-hmm. the government developed that uh, eventually took over and became Skynet. Yeah, but. Yeah, he doesn't originally say Skynet becomes oh, okay. self-aware. Um, so yeah, he basically just says the machines become self-aware and the first thing they do need to do is eradicate all humans. The things that they've considered a threat. They kill most humans. Yes. And then they put some to work in labor camps and stuff like that. He was one such person. Um, but then a hero rose named John Connor who like... Taught us how to fight. Taught everybody how to fight. How to take out the Terminator. How to kill out HKs. And Sarah's like, what's an HK? And he's like, Hunter Killers. And as they're having this conversation, yeah, the Arnold character comes in with his police car into the parking garage. And he starts scanning all over the place, just looking for them as best he can. We hear, we see Kyle has now uh, taken off like the steering cover for this vehicle and has hotwired the vehicle. Um I think they try to sneak out, but then the Arnold character sees them trying to sneak out and immediately starts gunning it towards them. Right. And then we have a second chase uh, on our hands. Kyle's trying to get away from the uh, Terminator in the cop car as best as possible. Um, he's just bobbing and weaving. We see the cop car fire at them, the Terminator cop car fire at them every so often. But the chase scene crescendos into all these cops uh, chasing after them. We see the Arnold character just run his vehicle Directly into a wall. Yeah, into a wall. But I, yeah, because they skid around. Uh, Kyle and Sarah skid around this turn and end up stalling the car out because it crashes into a couple cars off to the side. Yep. Um, his car goes into the wall because they fire a few rounds at him, basically distracting him enough to where he runs right into the car or right into the wall, right next or right behind them, not hitting them but nearly hitting them. Right. Um, and at that same time that they're about to try to start the car up, all these squad cars come out of fucking nowhere and just surround them. They point their guns at Kyle and Sarah and say, get out of the car right now. He gets out and he's like grabbing his shotgun. Yeah. They're like, Sarah. He's like, no, they'll kill you. Yeah. Like, this isn't the way to do it. And so he gives up and puts his hands up, gets out of the car. You see that Arnold is no longer in the car that he was in. We see a few, uh, officers approach the vehicle and there's nobody in there whatsoever so they are taken to the police station um we cut to arnold going to his apartment and we see that arnold the 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 terminator character is a bit fucked up his eyes a bit janky and we see his arms a bit 
broken. It would be the equivalency of being broken. We see him sit at a table. We see him cut open the skin that he has uh, covering his, his metal uh, body. And we just see him, like, tinkering around with, like, the metal armature. Well, he grabs, like, the the rod that's in his arm and, like, is moving his uh, finger with a... Pliers, like, I think? Yeah, pliers or needle, like, needle-nose pliers or vice grips or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, like... Wiggling his finger and making yeah. making sure that it works again, and then he bandages it up. Yep. And, and then he goes to the window, or not window, but mirror in the bathroom, and he starts uh, doing something similar. He takes a pair of pliers to his eye. No, that's not yet. I thought it was. No. It's after the uh, motorcycle chase that he cuts out his eye. It's two separate scenes where he's operating on himself. Is there? I thought yeah, it was... No. Uh, There's two separate ones, because the second one is uh, when the landlord walks up. And is oh, like, hey, it's like, hey, buddy, did somebody die a, in there? Got a dead cat in there or something? Yeah. Um, uh, so, he yeah, knows... After he fixes his arm... He knows arm, that they were taken to the police, police station. station. Yeah. We then cut to in the police station, and Sarah is being... Uh, not being, but just talking to the officers. And she's already relayed all the information that Kyle told her, that he's from the future, that he's here to rescue her, to prevent this other character from killing her. And the cops are like, he's fucking out of his mind, clearly. And there's a, a psychologist, a doctor there as well. And she straight up asks the doctor, he's like, is Kyle crazy? And the doctor's like, yeah, well, that's what we're here to find out. Yep. Um, cut to some time later... And um, Kyle's being interviewed by the doctor, and the doctor, and this is after he's already interviewed him. They're all watching the tape of him interviewing Kyle. Right. And uh, in the interview, Kyle is saying, "Hey, I'm from the future, the year 2029." Um, uh, and the doctor's just asking him questions, like, "Okay, what happened? Who fired first? What started this war?" And Kyle's like, "I don't know who fired first. I was, I wasn't born then. I was born much later when the war was still going on." So I have no idea. Um, he goes on to say that it was this machines are the ones that um, escalated the war first, but we don't know who started the or I don't know who started the war first. Um, all I know is that we figured out a ways to kill him because of John Connor. Blah blah. Pretty much similar to what he tells Sarah right. earlier, just lengthier to the doctor. Um, and Kyle Reese, in this interview, he gets incredibly frustrated. He's like, look, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to talk to Sarah right fucking now. It doesn't matter what any of this bullshit around me is. He's going to find her, and he's going to kill her. You need to get me out of these handcuffs and let me see Sarah. Where is Sarah? And he starts screaming and shit at the camera. He's like, you're all going to fucking die. You don't get it. You need to get me the fuck out of here. And then uh, the uh, Lieutenant Traxler is like, doctor. And he's just like looking at her like, hey, you want to fucking stop this? Because it's clearly a bugging Sarah out. Like she, she's getting more and more right. uh, uneasy. And the doctor does. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and then the Lieutenant Traxler is like, look, Sarah, here's something I want to show you. I uh, see this body armor right here. He taps on it and you just hear the clink and shit he's like this is this body armor will stop any 12 gauge round he's trying to explain to her why this guy was able to take a 12 gauge round several of them to the chest to the chest and, and still die. get up and then sarah's like well he punched through the window how was he able to do that and uh lance hendrickson uh he's like look he probably was on pcp he could punch through fucking anything and not feel it he'd break every bone in his hand just wouldn't feel any of it um and lieutenant Traxler is like look uh, you're safe now. Everything's okay. You just need to take a, a 
rest a little bit. You know what? This couch right here, it's very fucking comfy. I've slept on it myself. So why don't you get some rest? And we'll talk to you in a few hours or so. Uh, your mom is on her way from Big Ben or Big Bear. Um, she should be down here very shortly. You just rest until then. And uh, we see Sarah's like, all right, all right, yeah, sure. And you see her lay on the, the couch. We see the lieutenant uh, drape his coat on her. Um, cut to uh, the front desk. Arnold is coming into the detective, uh, into the police station as the doctor that was interviewing Kyle leaves the police station. So he's not part of this sequence of events at all. Right. Um, and I'm only saying that because it comes into play later on in the second movie. Yeah. He's in the second movie. He just there's things about him that he just doesn't believe certain things that happened because he wasn't there. He was, but he wasn't. He was there right before it started, but he wasn't there. Right. Um. Uh, so we see the Arnold character come into the police station. He walks up to the the desk clerk and he's like, "Hey, I'm a friend of Sarah Connors. I was told that she's here. Can I see her?" And the the officer at the desk is like, "No, she's in the middle of being interviewed by the police. So no, you can't." You'll, you'll have to come back. Yes. And uh, we see Arnold, like, look around, look past the desk clerk, and he's like, all right. He doesn't say as much, but he has this, like, all right, I know what I have to do now. He leans in closer to the officer and says, I'll, I'll be, be back. back. Uh, the iconic line from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. He walks out, and we just stay on the officer at the desk as he's doing, like, paperwork and shit. And then uh, bright light starts shining on the officer. He looks up and he's like, oh shit, and runs Light's away. getting brighter and brighter and he's like, why is this happening? And he yep. looks up and, oh fuck, here comes a car. Right through the front of the uh, police station, like main lobby area. And then all hell breaks down here, Tom. And uh, uh, all these officers start running to the front of the uh, police station and just start unloading because we see the Arnold character now has... Two, uh, he has a shotgun in one hand and like an uh, M14 in the other hand. Yeah, an assault rifle. Uh, just unloading to whoever comes into his view. Just fucking just taking out officers left and right. It is fucking chaos down here, Tom. Um, that's the one I wanted to use. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> uh, but he makes his way through the the police station, and Sarah hears all this commotion. She pops up in the in the Arnold character. Then uh, before uh, we cut to Sarah, takes out the power for the station, so all the lights go out. Uh, everything's uh, just covered in darkness. By by ripping the conduit off the wall and, and then stabbing it into the, like the breaker the, box or yeah. some shit, just hot, just frying everything in the the police station. The emergency lights come on and shit, but there's barely any light going on in this police station. Um, but Sarah hears all the commotion, hears the gunfire, and immediately is like, "Oh shit, he's here!" Ducks underneath the desk and just hides hides in terror. Um, we cut to Kyle in uh, the uh, interrogation room. We see uh, Lance Hendrickson's character saying, hey, you watch him. He's just like a lone officer in the room with Kyle. Um, I, I think the officer's like distracted for a second and Kyle just like runs into the guy. Like just full charges into the guy, knocking him the fuck out. Um, the guy drops to the ground. Kyle... No. Uh, the guy hears the like gunshots outside and looks at Kyle and is like, don't go anywhere. And then he walks out and gets fucking shot. Oh, okay. And then... Then Kyle gets the keys Kyle from Kyle gets him. the keys from his body. That's right. 
And uncuffs himself. Yeah. Uh, cut to sometime later. We we get little shots here and there of just Arnold just going room to room and just murdering everybody in sight. Uh, cut to uh, Sarah. Them getting some shots off on him as well. Yes, but it's but having no nothing, effect. Nothing happening because he's a fucking Terminator. Right. Um, but Sarah is cowering underneath the desk of the room that she was in. And uh, some, a figure approaches the door. For that and office. She, gets, she tries to get really small. Yes. It's supposed to be a really, really tense scene. And then the door opens and in runs Kyle. And he goes, Sarah! Sarah! <laughs> he goes. Which is, all I can imagine is that's the sound that Greg makes whenever he sees a rat. Or a spider. Or uh, are you kidding something. me? I'm the one that deals with rats uh-huh, and yeah, fucking yeah, mice in yeah, this house. Sure, yeah, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? She screams your full fucking head off. No. You would not see, believe. See, we're just going back to where we're emasculating you because oh. you were looking at Arnold's dick earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you just turn into a big old girl. Okay. I can't deal with mice. <laughs> I literally locked myself in a bedroom while there was one. And I, I don't have... I literally... Cat. There was one mice or one mouse that Kit had that he was just playing with. He dropped it from his ma- uh, mouth and it just starts... It from under the sink where they come in because we know where they come in at from the field. And... And he got it, and he came out, and he's just like, look what I got, guys. And it's still fucking alive. And I'm like, I'm leaving. Yeah, he's a cat. He's supposed to kill it. Not unlike a Terminator. They're just just assholes that like to play with their food. food. Yeah. Uh, So Kyle takes Sarah out of the police station. They make their way out through all the chaos, get out to the parking lot, grab one of the vehicles. And in this exchange, um, uh, the black detective gets shot. Yes. And uh, y- the black well, detective. Both of them do, yeah, actually. Traxler gets shot, and Lance Hendrickson sees this, and he's like, oh, not on my watch. Not my friend. And he just charges after the Terminator, but ends up being shot as well. We don't see it, but we hear shots ring out as he charges towards the Terminator character. Right. But yeah, Sarah and uh, Kyle make their way out to the parking lot. They grab a car. They hop in it at the same time that they peel the fuck out. We see the Terminator character come out, and he hops onto a, a motorcycle. Yep. That's Kit, isn't it? Yep. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so we have another chase that ensues for like a, a few minutes, I believe. Yeah. Is it? Or no, he, he doesn't see them leave. They were already gone by the time the Terminator comes no, out. No, there's another chase because he ends up like... No, the he bike, does fuck up his eye because he's got his shades on in this scene. The bike lays down. In the scene I was talking about, he does fuck up his eye. He does have his eye fucked up that he corrects because he has the shades on. And that's why he puts the shades oh, on. yeah. Yeah, whenever he corrects his eye and shit. So there's... I don't think he sees them leave. There is no chase scene. I don't think he knows where they go. I thought there was a there was a second. There chase is a second scene. chase scene. It's later on at when he finds after he finds them well, at no, the hotel. I thought, I thought there was three chase scenes. I don't think so. Maybe there's only two. Anyway, regardless, but I yeah, know, I know that he operates on himself in two separate scenes. Yeah, I think it's just him operating on his arm, and then immediately he operates on his eye, and then he goes to the police station because he the reason he puts on the shades is because. The covering for his eye is all damaged, so he takes that off, and you just see, like, the red metallic eye, so he covers that up with yeah. shades. Um, anyway, uh, they they escape from the police station. 
Terminator doesn't know where the fuck they go. Um, we cut to some time later, and the, the car is uh, out of gas at this point. So they pull off to the side of the road. They go into like this, uh, I guess, water drainage system nearby to like hunker cover. Down for the yeah, night. hunker down for the night. Um, and as they're chit-chatting, um, uh, Sarah realizes that Kyle's been shot uh, in yeah. the arm. And he's bleeding a bit. He's like, oh, it's nothing. And Sarah's like, no, this is something not fucking nothing. We need to get you to the doctor. And Kyle's like, no, we can't go to a fucking doctor. He'll fucking find us. And they, they, they take whatever supplies that was in the car with him, which happens to be a first aid kit as well. And Sarah's like, you know what? Fucking take your coat off. I'll try my fucking best. And she's like, why don't you just tell me uh, something? Just tell me anything and uh, so I can get through this because like, I can't blood freaks me out or whatever the fuck. Um, so she's patching him up and he's telling her about his life in the future. Like what it's like. It's dingy. It's dark. It's messy. It's, it's fucking dangerous. Uh, fighting these things is very fucking dangerous. Um, I think at one point he tells her that, uh, one time the, um, Terminator units, um, came into their uh, like living quarters in rubber skin. And we were able to figure that out real fucking quick. Um, but uh, once they figured out how to mimic skin, the fucking jig was up. We couldn't figure out who was who. It became it became much harder. Yes. And the T the T one hundreds are the are the newest uh, the newest best out. They're infiltration units. Yes. They're harder to to see because it's it's actually synthetic skin instead of rubber, and yes. so it's. It's much harder to tell. And then they've got it all. Bad breath, um, dirty teeth, the whole nine yards. Um, but then he says something about dogs being able to... No, that's late, whenever that's... they get up. Because she's like, I was dreaming about dogs. Because we... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut to his nightmare. And his nightmare is that infiltration unit infiltrating his... Where all these people are and shit. Um, but... <clears throat> had to burp. Um... Uh, Sarah, or uh, not Sarah, but Kyle is telling Sarah it was because of your son that helped us figure out all these things. And Sarah gets real fucking pissed. She's like, the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, you're telling me I'm supposed to be this amazing fucking person that raises this badass son. And I, I, I fairly, I barely know how to balance a fucking checkbook. She gets real fucking pissed at him. And then he says, you know what? John wanted me to, uh, made me memorize something he wanted to say to you. So, and then he says this, he says, uh, thank you, Sarah, for your courage through the dark years. I can't help you with what you must soon face, except to say that the future is not set. You must be stronger than you can imagine. You you must be stronger than you can imagine you can be. You must survive or I will never exist. And Sarah's like, all right, well, what am I supposed to do with that? And she gets down uh, next to Kyle and uh, they basically like, share body warmth and shit like get real close and shit and he's just consoling her like cuddle under a bridge yep uh and then we cut to uh kyle's nightmare and it's him going into after being in this battle going into this like underground corridor of sorts where all these um refugees women and children uh people that can barely walk just hunkered down trying to survive as best they can and in the background, you hear Morpheus say, people of Zion! <laughs> right. Oh, wait, uh, no, that's a different yeah, tech-noir Very movie. different movie. Uh, but, yeah, he's making his way through all this. He sees, like, children playing, trying to make the best of the situation and shit, and he's smiling at it. And he has a picture of Sarah 
um, that he pulls out and he's like, and he, so that's why she gets frustrated. I, I butchered that. Uh, so before he mentioned and makes that speech to Sarah from John, she's like, uh, John told us about this amazing legend of the great Sarah Connor. She gets like frustrated cause she's not this great person and shit. Um, but he's looking at the photo of Sarah it's a photo from the past. We see her with next to a German shepherd in some sort of like Jeep of some sort. Um, and as he's looking at it, we then hear commotion going off on the main entrance. And then somebody screams, he's a Terminator. And we see this uh, person like slumped over with like coats and blankets all over him. And he bursts out and he has like this big machine gun thing with him. And he just starts unloading towards all these people. And we see it's like a... Almost like Arnold's, like a step before Arnold, um, because I think the lore is, is that all the Terminators, uh, the T-100s and so on and so forth, all look like Arnold. So this is like the make before he becomes right. Arnold. It's the T-100 where, yeah. where Arnold is the T-101. Yes. Um, and he just starts unloading on them. We see Kyle fight back. We see the picture well, no, that he was... you don't see anybody fight back. You watch people, like, run Yeah, I thought Kyle him. and a few other people were fighting back. Well, they, I mean, they run towards him. They don't, like, shoot their guns at him. Oh. They, they, they run towards him. Like, you do something. <laughs> well, like, like, they're going to charge him and... Best him in fisticuffs. Oh, you mean the Terminator. I thought you were talking about Kyle. No, no, no. Um, like, Kyle and these other people, instead of just opening fire at this person. Run towards him. Run towards him instead of using their... Their actual weapons. Their weapons. Yeah, and, and Kyle drops like, the picture of Sarah. Like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. And, yeah, he drops the picture of Sarah into, like, fire, and it gets burned up. Yeah, and we see it burn up and shit. Um, oh, I should also mention whenever they figure out that it's the Terminator, the dogs that they have yeah, with the him, dogs are going absolutely freaking out. Shit. Um, but Kyle and everybody, uh, Kyle wakes up from his nightmare. Sarah also wakes up because he startles, startles her, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I was dreaming of dogs." And Kyle mentions, "Like, yeah, we use dogs to sniff out um, Terminator infiltration units." It's about the only way that you could tell. Yep. Uh, cut to. Uh, I think they make their way to uh, sometime. Yeah, it's uh, like the middle of the day. They make their way to a hotel, and Kyle has gotten a bunch of money in some way. We don't know how, but he's gotten a bunch of money, and he pulls it out, gives it to Sarah. He's like, "Is this enough?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's more than enough." I don't want to know how you got it. Yeah. So Sarah also doesn't want to know how he got it. Yep. I thought I had burp again. Um, my my personal guess is he used that sweet ass of his, (laughs) right? Um, but they get into the hotel and they see that it's got a, and they ask for a kitchen with it. And it's got like a, it's like a mini apartment that they have with them. Um, and Kyle, Sarah goes, Oh, I could really use a shower. And he's like, okay, that's great. I'm going to go get supplies. Don't, uh, call anybody. Don't Don't mention it to anyone. Don't call anybody. Don't do anything. Like, don't tell anybody where we we are. We forgot to mention that at Ginger and Sarah's apartment. He grabbed Sarah's like address book. Yeah, yeah. And he sees now what an, now what an address book yes. is is you used to have to like write down 
people's addresses yes. in a book that you would keep. Yep. Physically with pen, paper. So that if you ever wanted to send a letter, you could just open to the correct person and yep. address your envelope and yep. stuff. Uh, it's so not, you wouldn't have to remember everything. Yep. It's not like it is nowadays. It's, like a, it's kind of like a card catalog. What a card catalog is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same fucking thing that I just explained. <laughs> Only in card form. Um... But so yeah, Sarah takes a shower. Kyle fucks off, and we we'll cut to moments later after she's taking a shower, and she's on the phone with her mom, and she's like, "Look, Kyle told me not to tell anybody where we are." And her mom, we hear uh, through the phone, is her mom's voice, and her mom's like, "I look, honey, you got to tell me where you are. I'm so worried about you. I was supposed to meet you at the, the police station, but no, you weren't there. And what am I supposed to do?" And we see Sarah's like, "All right, I'll tell you." And as she's telling her the address, we cut to where Sarah's mom is, and we see just destruction we see somebody burst through this house and as the pan- camera pans around we see a dead body and then we see the terminator there on the phone uh mimicking a woman's voice and we hear sarah on the other end so the terminator killed sarah's mom um and is now have the information of where they are and what motel they're staying at and shit like that uh, at the end of the conversation kyle comes back in or no it's, i think it's moments later because she's clothed at this point yeah uh, whenever she's talking to her mom, she's just wrapped in a towel with wet hair and shit. <clears throat> there it is. Um, Kyle comes back in with a bunch of bags. Yes, and she's like, "Oh boy, what are we having for dinner?" Yes, and she meant she pu- he pulls out or she pulls out some of the stuff like mothballs. Um, uh, hi, uh, was it um, the the syrup? Um, the corn syrup or yeah, corn syrup. She Zero. mentioned. Corn syrup of some yeah. sort, um, along with a few other things as well. And Kyle's like, "Look, we're gonna be making some pipe bombs." And she's just like, "We're nods. making plastic explosives." Yeah, that's it. She she asked, "What were we having for dinner?" And he's like, "Plastique." And we cut to like a small like little mini scene of them Montage. putting it together, uh, putting it together of them him him teaching her how to make pipe bombs. Yes, because uh, like he's like, "Okay," and then you just put it in, and then you can screw the cap on and he's a like, but make sure you clean the threads first yeah make sure there's no remnants on it or anything like that uh cut to some time later and they have made all their pipe bombs and they're all like laid out on the table nearby and sarah's like okay why don't you tell me about women in the future and kyle's like i don't know they're fine they fight with us she's like no is there any woman in your life in the future and kyle's like no nobody well, and he says that he can't go back that's yeah. at the that's at the police station because yeah. they ask him like what you're supposed to save her and then go back. He's like, no, I can't go back. Yeah, I'm stuck. I'm here. stuck here. Yeah, we blew up the the facility the facility that they used for time travel. Yeah, so I'm 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 stuck. I'm stuck here. Yep. And Kyle tells Sarah like, look, uh, there's nobody in my life. It was just me helping the resistance, like no other. And then we get Sarah basically because he gets. He gets frustrated. He's like, I shouldn't have told you that. He grabs pipe bombs. He like shoves them in the fucking duffel bag uh, for the well, pipe bombs. And she's already also asked about John's father. Yeah. And uh, she mentions he that says, it's... He says that she... Or that he doesn't know. Yeah, that he died like, before the war. John never talked about him and he died before the war. Yeah. And that's why he gets frustrated because he shouldn't have mentioned any of that shit or some ridiculous reason along those lines or some shit. Because I know he gets up and he's frustrated with himself for saying something. 
And then he goes to the pipe bombs, just so starts like he, angrily he shoving says, them into the well, duffel he's bag. Talking, he's talking about the picture of her. Like he's like, yeah, I mean, women of the future were fine, but they couldn't compare to you. Yeah, that's right. Um, be, like I had a picture of you. That's how I knew what you looked like. That's how I knew you were you as soon as I saw you. Yeah. Like I couldn't do anything until I knew who the Terminator was. Yeah. But that's why I followed you. That's why I watched you because I've. You've always been the only woman. Yep. And then he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I and that's and he that. just angrily and puts pipe bombs in the bag. Yeah, and Sarah walks up to him, and they fuck. Uh, and we she, see... She's like, no, it's fine. Maybe you're the daddy. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, and, then, and then the room goes all blue, and a scientist opens and is like, oh, we should give them about ten more minutes. <laughs> They fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're 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 making the beast with two backs, Ryan. And we see Linda Hamilton's boobs a little bit, um, which are very nice, very lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, Almost as nice as Arnold's dick, right? <laughs> Arnold, he did not get as excited for boobs as he did penises and butts. Am, so you want me to womanize? Is what you're saying? You want me to womanize? Well, I didn't think so. Did for honor penis. <laughs> it's again. <laughs> it's a double standard, again, right? Greg. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, they get done fucking, and they're post coitus at this point, and they got their clothes back on, and we cut to outside, and Arnold as at the motel, and we just see from his point of view, a little red staticky point of view, as he's scanning the area, and he starts making his way towards the uh, apartment that they're at. He walks by a guy that's getting into his truck, and the guy's like, oh, shit. And then we see why he says, oh, shit, because a gun comes into frame of his point of view as he walks in. And as uh, he's walking into the parking lot, making their way towards the, the Terminator is, as he's making their way towards their apartment, uh, they hear a dog barking. And Kyle immediately is like, oh, shit, he's here. Yep, we need to go. And uh, the Terminator bursts into their apartment and just unloads a clip on the bed that the, that's in the apartment, and nobody's there. And he goes, leaves the room, comes out, and we see Kyle and Sarah uh, jump into the truck that the guy was just about to enter into and just peel the fuck out. We see the Terminator character jump onto a bike. and Well, he walks into the bathroom and finds that that's where they went. They went out the window out the, in the bathroom. Out the window in the back, yeah. And then he comes out, and they're in the truck and peeling out and everything. Yeah, and then he gets on a bike and chases them. Chases after him, and this is the chase scene that you're talking about. Um, and, and they have the bag of, uh, pipe bombs with them. And as they're making their way, trying to run, haul ass away from the Terminator. Yeah, they're making their way downtown, walking <laughs> fast, facing past homebound. <laughs> um, uh, Sarah, like, pulls up the duffel bag of pipe bombs. He's like, hey, we got these. And Kyle's like, all right, you take the wheel. And so they switch spots and shit. And he starts lighting pipe bombs and just chucking them at the Terminator. Uh, narrowly missing a few times, but, like, really fucking missing a few other times. Um, and then it, the Arnold character takes a gun and just starts unloading a few rounds here and there. And then eventually Kyle gets hit in the midsection. And uh, he's it, it's basically a gut shot wound that he has. Um, and he's double over about to pass out and Sarah's trying to make her way. And she sees that the Terminator is coming up to uh, the driver's side of the vehicle. And she's like, all right, here's my chance. And she tries to pin him against the curb as the, they basically careen to the side. We see the uh, bike that the Terminator's on, like, 
hits the ground sideways. We see the bike skittering off. We see the Terminator skittering down the road, independent of the bike. Um, and then as she's trying to correct herself, she ends up wrecking the Flipping truck that the they're truck. in. It flips uh, on its uh, uh, on its top. Basically, they're upside down at this point. Yeah. Uh, she pulls Kyle out. She, he get, she gets him to his uh, legs, to his feet, uh, to his feet, and uh, they start making their way away from the Terminator as quickly as fucking possible. The Terminator gets up and. At that same, or no, he doesn't get up just yet. He's uh gets up a little bit, and at that same time, we see a semi just come by and just conk right over him. Yep. Um, the semi comes to a complete stop. Sarah and uh, Kyle are hauling ass away from all this. We see the semi truck driver get uh, out of the vehicle as it's uh, completely stopped, and he's checking it out. And the Terminator just fucking kills him. He's out from underneath the rig, kills him right away. Gets into his rig, and just starts hauling ass towards. Uh, Sarah and Kyle and we see the Terminator's face like half of his face the skin is gone and we see the metallic bits right. underneath and he just starts hauling ass towards them and they're, they're trying to make their way away from the Terminator as best as possible but it looks like he's about to get them and they round a corner um, Kyle trips a bit but then tells Sarah to just keep running so she just fucking forgets his ass and just hauls it away from uh, uh, the, the semi as best as possible He's trying to correct himself. He's up like uh, against a dumpster and stuff. And the Terminator doesn't pay any attention to him, just barrels right past him. Uh, the The Terminator uh, is driving like a big rig with like some sort of like gasoline like fuel or fuel tanker. of some sort. Yeah. And Kyle lights one of the pipe bombs, tosses it into the, like the holder for like hoses. Like some semi yeah, right on the back tankers the- will have like holders for hoses that just get tossed into like this tube thing. He tosses one of the pipe bombs into it and then jumps into the dumpster that he was just by to like give himself cover. We see Sarah running away from the the uh, semi and we see it narrowly getting her, but then she hauls ass even further. And at that same point, we hear the semi or we see the, the semi. The pipe bomb blows up, which then causes a chain reaction, causing the tanker to blow up. Yes, causing the truck to blow up. And we see all this like fuel being spewed out. All over the place. We see it just all this liquid being spewed out across the uh, dumpster that Kyle's in. Sarah's ducked behind a nearby building, so she doesn't uh, have to worry about any of it. Um, But we see the Terminator character come out of the rubble of this uh, semi. And he just stumbles out, walks a few feet, and then just topples to the ground. Lifeless. So it seems like it's over. Kyle runs up. Seemingly lifeless. Yes. Kyle comes out from behind the uh, wreckage of this explosion, stumbles out, hits the ground. Sarah runs up to him. And I I think Sarah says, it's over, Kyle. It's over. We're safe. And some shit like that. And as they're talking, this is one of the other rear projection scenes, is that the Terminator character comes out of the rubble. And we just see, like, the Terminator character and, like, moving around and, like, stop animation type. Yeah. But it's a rear projection scene as well. They're just laying there in uh, in the middle of the street with like a a screen in front or behind them as they're watching this take place. Uh, but we see the Terminator character skin everything gone. It's just the metallic bone structure of this Terminator unit standing in front of them. They uh, get off their feet, get off their asses, and haul ass to the nearby factory. Yep. Um, and uh, they close. Which I don't remember what kind of factory it is. I, at one point, it's I knew, something with uh, robots of its own self. Like we don't know what it is exactly. We just see like we see once they get into the factory, 
uh, they lock the door behind them, and then Kyle starts turning on everything. And we just see all these, like, robot arms and shit come to life and start moving all over the place. So it's some sort of facility that also crushes things because we see, like, the big uh, hydraulic press coming down and shit. And we see all these arms. So it's, they're manufacturing something with robots. So I have no idea what it is exactly. But Kyle turns all that on. And Sarah's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Sarah's, or Kyle's like, I'm trying to distract it. You can't track, to, track us with all this shit moving on. Yeah, with a bunch of movement, it's harder for him to... Track us. Track us. Um, so they make their way through the factory and shit. As the Terminator just punches its way through the door, it starts scanning. All this stuff is moving. It's not able to track anybody. Um, and we see Sarah and Kyle making their way through all this different machinery, all the different sounds and stuff. Kyle trips a few times, nearly fucking is like, let me go. You go get out of here. Sarah's like, on your feet, soldier. Pulls him up onto his feet. They round a corner... And they think they're going to move past these steps to get onto the other side of the facility. But they move, go past the steps and there's nothing there. They can't go anywhere. So they're like, no, we need to go back, go back, go back. And as they uh, exit this little corridor area, there's the Terminator um, right in front of them. It starts slowly stalking them. And then Kyle's like, up the steps, up the steps. So they go up the steps. Um, they get onto this catwalk. They start running away. Uh, Sarah's in front of Kyle and Kyle basically turns back to Sarah and says run and uh, he ha- Kyle at this point has like a metal pipe in his hand and he just starts fighting the Terminator just like whack 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 and it's not having any effect whatsoever on the Terminator he gives zero fucks yeah, and he just start- continues making his way closer and closer to- towards Kyle um, and he grabs Kyle and they start scuffling a little bit and then Kyle lights a- a- one of the pipe bombs shoves it into the side of the Terminator, pushes himself off of the Terminator. The Terminator sees the pipe bomb, is about to grab it as Kyle uh, tumbles down the steps. down a set of steps and lands on like a catwalk section below him. Yep. And, and then the, the Terminator explodes. explodes. Yep. Sarah sees all this from a distance away, runs up to Kyle, tries to get him back on his feet, but nothing. He is now dead. He's lifeless. She rolls him over. He's got all blood all over his face. He's gone. He's no more. Um, as she's mourning him, boom, up pops the Terminator, like the torso half of the Terminator, and just starts crawling over Kyle towards her. She starts making her way. And from the explosion, a piece of shrapnel hit her leg. So she's not able to get back on her feet. She can't move her leg that all that well at, at all. So she's crawling away from him. She gets through this like small corridor where it looks like a press of some sort. She gets onto the other side. The Terminator's still following after her. Like it's nonstop, won't fucking stop for anything. It gets through the. Uh, it's about to get through all the hydraulic press, and then Sarah sees the controls for it. She grabs it, and she says, "You're terminated, fucker." She hits the down button. We see the hydraulic press come down. The arm as, of the yeah, terminator. As its arm is outside where there's like a safety gate that comes yeah. up, uh, that is stopping him from just crawling out on top of her. Yeah. And uh, then she says, "You're terminated." as he's like reaching for him. Yeah. So his reaching, arm reaching for her and she's reaching over on the side to hit the button to yep. start it. She gets it started, crushes it, but the arm survives yep. because it's outside of the press. We see the light go out on the Terminator as it's being crushed by the hard hydraulic press. Uh, cuts some time later and we see the police here. We see Kyle being zipped up in a, a body bag. We see Sarah on a gurney of some sort being hoisted up and put onto an ambulance cut to some time later. I'm assuming it's Mexico because the two people speak uh, Spanish in the scene. Yes. So I'm assuming it we don't. Just, it could just be Arizona. You could be. Fuck. Don't know. 
Um, how's that racist? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she makes her way to the gas station and she has like a English to Spanish dictionary. Um, and she's also talking into a recorder as well as she's driving. And she's like, basically, it's like, I don't know if I should ever tell you about who your father was or why it was here. Um, I don't know. And then she pulls into the, the gas the station. The thing that drives me nuts about this scene, I didn't realize it until I rewatched it for the podcast. She's like, I don't know if I should tell tell you about your father. But Kyle was a great man. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, okay, so my dad's Kyle. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and she, she relays to the, uh, gas station attendee, like, Hey, I need gasoline, por favor, whatever the fuck she says. And he's like, all right. And he starts filling her car up. She gets back into her vehicle and starts talking. She's like, she's driving a red Jeep. Yes. And she's got a, a German, a German shepherd, shepherd right beside her. Remember dogs can tell whenever yep. Terminators, Terminators are near. Close. Um, but she's talking into the recorder again. She's like, ultimately, I think I will tell you about your father. Because even though we weren't together uh, for that long, we lived a lifetime. We loved a lifetime. Um, and as she says in that, that one night. In that one night. And as she says that, we, we see a picture or uh, a flash from a camera go off. And we see a little boy. He pulls out a Polaroid. And he says a bunch of shit in Spanish. The old man comes up. And she asks him, like, hey, what did he say? And the old man's like, hey, his father would beat him. He, you're such a pretty lady, but his father would beat him if he didn't uh, ask for at least $5 uh, for this picture. And Sarah just looks at the kid. She's like, nice racket, kid. And she's like, quattro. And he's like, yes, quattro. She gives him five. He gives her the picture. And it's the picture that Kyle has with him. Which quattro is for. But she says quattro, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, instead of cinco dollars, she's yeah. like, I'll pay you four dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And th- he agrees. Um, but yeah, she gets the picture, and like I said, it's the picture of that, of Kyle, has, that Kyle has in the future. That ends up getting burnt uh, from that scene earlier. Um, in the gas station, uh, the little boy says something in Spanish, and she asks the old man, he's like, What did he say? And in, uh, he said, The little boy said that there's a storm coming. And Sarah's like, Yep. Yeah, possibly or some shit like that and then she drives off and we see a storm coming over the mountains towards them and you can you as can she also, drives as off. she's like pontificating on the on the thing about uh should i tell you about your father and yeah. stuff she's holding her belly indicating yeah that she, she is, is pregnant that she yeah is pregnant. that's an important uh part yeah she's a few months pregnant we see that she it's not just like her holding onto her stomach she right. is a few there's months a baby bump yes um, yeah, she drives off, uh, and then the credits roll, and that's the movie. This movie, even though it is cheesy at times, it's only cheesy because of its uh, the time it was shot in, but this movie is fantastic. Like I said, there are a few Redditors online that have made the claim that this could be a horror flick, which it very well could be, because Sarah is a final girl and shit like that. Um, anyway, let's get into the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie, and then we'll get into like the... <sighs> So, my daughter left me a note. You see this? And she left me a note. Uh-huh. It just said Talia with hearts. And it was on the, on the cover of this. Uh-huh. Um, but what she also did with the red pen, and this is how I know it was her because she signed the note with red pen. Uh-huh. She also underlined the n- word sex. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, the critic score for this movie was 100%. I think that might be the first movie we've talked about where the critic score is 100%. The audience score is 89%. So, 
right where I think it should be um, when it comes to audience. And I was a bit high for the uh, critic score, but it sounds about right. Um, and the budget for this movie in 84 was $6.4 million. Opening weekend made $4 million. Domestically altogether in 1984 made $38.4 million. So it made a ridiculous amount of money. Internationally made $40 million. Altogether made $78.4 million in 1984. Now, if you adjust that in for inflation, at a 187.9% increase for $2023, the budget would be $18.4 million. Opening weekend would make uh, $11.5 million. Domestically, altogether, $111 million. Internationally, altogether, $115.2 million. And then, altogether, in 2023 dollars, would be $226 million for this, that movie would make. And that's a ridiculous amount of money for a first time yeah. uh, out of the gate movie. So, that's we know why it made sequels, because this movie has. Uh, weight behind it. It has right. uh, uh, momentum behind it. That people wanted to see more. And like we've talked about, the sequel is probably one of the best sequels for any movie. And it's arguably better than the original. I, which I I can't think I would of, argue that as well for I Aliens. Can't. I think we've made that claim for Aliens yeah. as well. Like, And they're both James Cameron. Yeah. So, And they're both great. And yeah, the first Alien movie has its moments... And it's really good, and you can argue that as a slasher flick as well, um, because uh, uh, Ripley is a final girl, and she is uh, facing an unrelenting force, and everyone around her fucking dies. So, yeah, you could easily argue that she's a final girl as well. Um, and I love that James Cameron, before it was a niche thing to do, was always about these strong, independent women kicking ass and taking names. In a world where, I know the next one mainly focuses on Arnold and uh, John and their relationship. You mean Edward Furlong? Yeah, and their relationship. But for the most part, Arnold, or not Arnold, but James Cameron made a career out of giving strong, independent women their due. Yeah. And in a world where that wasn't the cool thing to do, he was doing it. So, anyway. That is pretty much all I got for this week. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you think about Terminator. Yes. Have you ever, you know, crouched with fist clenched, placed in front of you in your shower and stood up slowly to the music of Terminator? And don't lie. And if you haven't... You should do it. I suggest you do. It is a lot of fun. At least once. I haven't done it with just, the music in my head or just, me saying it or no, anything. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not about having the music in your head. Yeah, you say it out loud. That happens all the time. Yeah. You, you have to, like, articulate it. Or, yeah, articulated? Yeah, it, articulate it. You have to articulate it. Yeah. So that you just stand up to... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and you'll feel like a badass. <laughs> right. Or you won't, and you'll say, man, you are a... F- crazy person <laughs> i feel like an idiot either way yeah it's fine as long as you're not showering in front of people i don't see how you would feel like an idiot <laughs> all right but i mean um i'm not gonna kink shame you so you do if you. that's your thing yeah. by all means uh anyway you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at i was gonna say at that wanker but no at nerdinian you can follow me on follow me on both those platforms as well at that wanker you can follow us on tiktok as many of you have on uh at nerdinian on tiktok uh, and you can follow the ever-expanding adventures of my D&D campaign. Um, 
that I have tentative, tentatively come up with a name for, okay. which is uh, Rated T for Tiefling. I haven't seen it anywhere else. Which is one of the cl- or one of the races in D and D is the yeah. tiefling, so uh, I thought that that was catchy enough. So mm-hmm. maybe that might be the title. At least it's the working title right, right now, right. Um, and it, it works out because one of our players like literally always plays a tiefling. Oh, really? Like she's either a tiefling or an elf, and there's nothing <laughs> else. like no other races exist. Um, but she she one hundred percent supports that idea to call it the t for tiefling rated t for tiefling okay um but uh you can follow that campaign at least until it is uh released as podcast format which i haven't decided how i want to do yet because we play for like three or four hours i don't know if i want to like break up and just do like hour-long episodes or release the whole because i don't ever call the like the scene until the end of right right that that thing. particular chapter, yeah. Yeah, that particular night of playing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if I tried to release it as a as a podcast, like that could get a little bit hairy if it just cuts out and then starts again and you don't get the like closure at mm-hmm. the end of the episode. Um anyway, all that being said, yeah. Uh we we stream it every Saturday night. Um we normally start at like nine or nine thirty, um, and it's uh twitch dot com slash Wolf Den D and D D is in Dungeons N is in Nova <laughs> and D is in Dragons. Yeah. Um, the early reviews for Dungeons and Dragons are really good, by the way. Yeah, I don't know uh, if you've seen that. So it's hopeful. Some of the the scenes that I've uh, seen of it, like the the teasers that mm-hmm. they've released and stuff, are pretty humorous yeah, yeah. in most of them like the the one where they're in the where they resurrect a corpse yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, and ask they have to him, ask they have, questions you have five questions because and that's and they fucking waste all their questions yeah. in like a who's on first type scenario yes. i was like that's pretty fucking funny yep. like i always enjoy that so uh, and it's a far so, leap yeah, from what I'm, we got back in the 90s i'm looking forward to that um i'm also looking forward to uh to finishing up recording and then all day tomorrow i will be taking part in the uh the early release beta for Diablo Four. Oh, okay. Um, I've spent some time playing already, and it's pretty fucking it? good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Anyway. Uh. Hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. Hey, Killian. Here's Sub Zero. Now, Plane Zero. <laughs> <laughs>